Hi everyone, this is the Harvest Concept Podcast where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and wellness. Oh, actually, mind, body, and spirit wellness. Sorry, I put that wellness early. I'm Sarah Schweitzer. And I'm Justin Martin. Alright, so here, I got a question for you. We'll start it this way. Okay. Was your schedule thrown off this morning by getting up and taking your daughter to ice skating at 6.45, right, in the morning, um, all the way, like, way far away from your house. Yes. And, you know, have you been able to run yet this morning? I have not been able to run yet yeah. this is, morning. Is this the first week of this, or is this, like... This is the... So, she has started doing ice skating, which apparently means early mornings, but we have been doing afternoon sessions, primarily. Um, but it is... This is the first activity that we've done where I've had to drive a significant period of time. And prior to this, I would say for me, anything over 15 minutes was sort of my, 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 anything under 15 minutes was sort of mm -hmm. my radius for my home. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about Harvest, it's seven minutes door to door and there's a Kroger grocery store in the parking lot so you know you can do the thing work out have class grocery shop and be back home in a, in, a, in a short sort of triangle i feel very very fortunate but yes my schedule was thrown off this morning by having to drive 45 minutes first so that meant we had to get up <laughs> at like five well fortunately for me i'm low maintenance so that yeah. it means 10 minutes and we're out the door Took me longer to make coffee than anything else. So is Ava an early riser? I wouldn't think of her as a she isn't. But this is this is shows you how much she loves ice skating yeah. because our schedule is thrown off. I had meetings on Thursday and was not able to take her when we normally go. Gotcha. And so this is the only time make that, up lesson. to make up the the, mm -hmm. the lesson. So that meant an, an an early early session, but she. She really loves ice skating yeah. in a way that I um, I have uh, only found with Hamido, and I would say that my son and I are probably very like similar people. With you know, I'm kind of just always steady. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'll get a little bit angry or a little bit like but everything's pretty even right not right. extremes my my daughter and my husband are in big emotions yeah big happiness big sadness yeah big everything and that's how they are around things that they love they're very very passionate mm -hmm. and i did not find until hamido a passion for myself but we're supposed to be talking about making your child <laughs> go to classes. And how do you do that when they um, don't want to go? Because one of the things I love about ice skating is that she loves ice skating. Right. But we can't do ice skating every single day. Sure, sure. No, I, I think that, that I was trying to get to that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I think that uh, we're supposed to, but I think that... There's also the conversation of the kids love things, right? Yes. And they want to explore different things. And so um, I think that that's part of my viewpoint is that kids should have the opportunity to try out different activities and see what they like and what they don't like. As parents, we have to kind of 
commit and go above and beyond sometimes to either uh, help our kids explore new things or to help them get through things also, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I, I think that maybe I can go to my, put my business hat on for a second and hear like, give some common phrases maybe of like why people quit and then we can keep talking through it because I think that there's a lot going on when we talk about why someone starts martial arts and there is that exploratory side of things um but generally that trickles off within that first year and that's a lot of that first um that first cut off of white yellow belts going into orange belts and we see that that first major drop of people committing to something um, you know, with Hamido very specifically, we're looking for students that want to be black belts, students that not just want to be black belts, but want to be advanced black belts, students that want to move on and be teachers and want to advance their lives. Those people are very few and far between, yes. and that's why they're so special as they move through it. But like, as a, as an instructor, like you want to cast a wide net, um, but I don't want my net to hurt people. Meaning that like, I want people to have that net, like I want them to come in and see and experience harvest, but I don't want them to have such a bad experience that it puts a bad taste in their mouth outside of that, right? Because I think that's a one issue with certain activities is it's like the hard contract or hard you know experience with the business side of things. Um, so I think that there's that exploratory people that come in and kind of go. Then we have people that the kids kind of grow up. And there is definitely a significant amount of kids that want to do martial arts when they're younger because it's exciting or like because you saw it in a the movie. They want to be like swords. a superhero. Yeah, swords, weapons, like all the things. But then maybe they get a little older and that might not be the cool thing to do anymore. Um, and so especially as they're starting to hit that middle school, high school age, if they don't have a pretty ingrained um, habit and love for it at that point in time, then it's very possible that they're going to stand that test with their friends and move on. Uh, Meaning that, oh, I don't want to do martial arts anymore because I don't want anybody to find out, right? That I'm a martial (laughs) artist on the side, right? Um, Even even Tristan and Aiden were talking about this last week. That is not cool. Yeah, they're in high school and they don't tell their friends. They don't invite their friends to come do martial arts with them because that's not the cool thing Mm. to do with their friends, right? Um, And so I think that you, that coolness factor is not the same as it was in the 60s and 70s for adults. And I would even be willing to say that there's, the coolness factor surrounds uh, other martial arts, specifically such as jujitsu, um, is like a coolness factor of martial art, right? Or uh, not Pekisarja, uh, but um, Krav Maga. Like it's another like kind of it right. fact. Ooh, this is like right. dangerous. We're kill right, exactly. <laughs> um, so there's that. Then I think there's also a, a big population of kids that quit because things get hard, um, and especially as things get harder in the higher ranks, we see those kids that die off because it's hard to test for black belts, hard to remember all the stuff. Classes are harder. They're getting pushed harder against the other people that are there. And, you know, um, I would say that they feel challenged and they don't want to feel challenged in that, in that sense. And then one other population I would say that leaves is this population that doesn't want to do anything. 
and wants to stay at home, wants to sit at home and play video games, or wants to be antisocial, wants to not do anything, you know, any kind of exercise or any of that kind of stuff, and just wants to recluse back away. And um, all these populations, these reasons, there's many more, but like those seem to be like the major groups that we see kind of throughout. And so. Yes, so I think fundamentally for me, this conversation is really about the parent. Mm -hmm. So I think everything that you've said, you know, the population of children is, is, is spot on. And I have a, a, a child in, 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 different, in different populations, but not in the population of, you know, they've come in and they're like a savant of, <laughs> <I don't know>. right. <laughs> neither, I mean, you know. It, one of them is better at memorizing than the other, but like you right. know, neither one of them have you know are doing jumping, flying, flying sidekicks or anything else yeah. like that. So they have me as their parent. Um, so I, I I understand those challenges, and I mm -hmm. think that those challenges that you're talking about fundamentally are just challenges that we are trying to help our children learn how to get through mm -hmm. and to also create balance in their life. That there's nothing wrong with loving to play video games. However, you cannot spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week and have a healthy body, spirit, right. you know, relationship with, with, with others and sort of this communal sense. You know, I think that especially now with, um, Let's take video games for example. You know the great thing about those situate uh, games is that you can play virtually with your friends and have connections with your friends in a way that you know we could not have when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same as being in person. It, it's it's just it's 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 not it's not better or worse. It's just it's different. Right. And all of these things need to be there needs to be a a, a balance. Right. And I think that as a parent. I feel f that fundamentally Han Wudo provides something that gives my children a foundation right. that they can use for everything. So I don't look at Han Wudo the same way that I would look at soccer right. or even Ava's ice skating or any of those things. Um, I look at it as a holistic approach to teaching my children how to manage, you know, um, you know how to go through and have a have a big goal break it down into milestones and to achieve how to be in community with others who are not like you some are younger some are older some are fitter some are not all, all of those sort of different you know people that that come into into the space how to have respect for others and respect for yourself uh, physically, um, from a just exercise perspective, the things that we do in class, from a warm-up perspective, from a stretching perspective, but even the techniques and forms, all of those things that we do physically in class are foundational things and, you know, help people if, if they want to do soccer or they want to do, you know, um, some sort of other, you know, kind of activity Mentally, you know, we always meditate at the beginning of classes, but we also talk about mentally, how do you get through something, you know, right. how do you get through something that is hard either because you're having a hard time memorizing it or hard because it, it, hurt, it hurts right. um, and you have to 
figure out a way to, um, you know, kind of manage that pain. All of those things uh, they will be facing all of their life. And what we are, what I'm giving them by having them come to class is, you know, is, is that learning um, mm-hmm. that they can then take on and apply, you know, t- to anything. Right. No, I think that, I think what you're saying is uh, 100% correct. If I back up to like why we're sitting right here, why I own a Hamido school and why that happened, I made some very clear, distinctive choices to make that happen. Meaning that I, when I quit my other job, I literally handed everything that had ever been given to me because I completely separated from that spot. Um, and I wanted that clear line of separation. And I wanted to teach Hamido very specifically. Um, and I wanted to show this art because in the same way that you believe in it, I believe in it. And that's why we're here now at this place. Um, and I do agree. My kids are both doing Hamido and I started them very young. And I think that they will have times, especially during their younger days where um, other things come into their lives that they want to do. Maybe they want to be in a play or maybe they want to do dance or they want to explore other things. And that makes their Hamido schedule difficult. But I think that they'll still be a part of the Hamido community during that time and that they will go on to be Hamido black belts and um, I will keep it into until they're young adults like and they can make their decisions at that point in time Um, but I think it's very fundamentally it's given them a strong base of um, abilities and agility at a young age but also they're getting a lot of social cues and knowledge at this point in time too and so I think I agree with you 100% that the setup, um, that this program sets up those kids to do whatever they want to be able to do in the future, right? Um, I think that, like you were saying, that it is a, it's a parenting issue, right? Um, and, you know, when I, when I look at my job as a martial arts instructor, there's my, my main focus, if I had my druthers and all I wanted to do would be to focus on the mat, right? I can get all my teaching done right here, I can teach all my lessons, we can have communications with people that we need to, we can help the people that need this, that, and the other, and they can be physical, spiritual, and uh, um, mental right there on the mat. But um, the reality is there's a lot side outside of that mat that has to be dealt with also. Um, and I think that part of this is also communicating how to be a, a, a good supportive parent um, for any activity, right? Uh, and so I'll talk about um, one of the issues I said earlier about kids becoming uninterested about what's going on. Fundamentally, martial arts really, one of the main things that works for it is this high goal setting, in Hamido specifically, high goal setting and learning and accomplishing the task needed to attain that goal. So if you're a white belt, you're trying to be a yellow belt, you know, you're trying to be a black belt, you've got these goals, clear defined goals that you have to achieve. And then we celebrate it, right? We celebrate you for your hard work after you've presented. And so you've gone through this trial, this test, and then you get the positive reward. And we know that rewarding people 
helps to train them to do the things that they want, right? And so just like a dog, if you tell it to sit down, you give it a treat, like it, it learns, right? And so the same thing happens here. Very, uh, take it very fundamentally, like, hey, we're doing, telling you to do it this way, you do it this way, here's the treat, right? Well, those belt systems also help peer development and all kinds of other things too. But when we talk about what that does specifically for a child, and um, gives them that boost of confidence, gives them this uh, sense of community with the other people they test with, and gives them support from their peers also, and gives them a place in their peer group. Um, these are big uh, moments. And if a child is a part of the program, but not testing, or a part of the program, and their parents aren't paying attention to what's going on with them and supporting them in it, they lose interest and they don't have that want to show their parents, right? Um, and so you, that has to be a part of it. The parent has to be involved, not just um, not just picking up and, and taking home and not celebrating their children, right? Um, and I'm not saying that you can't drop the kid off and let them go into practice, but like, very specifically at these big events like testings and being a part and being involved in like what they're doing, just like school. I don't go to school with my daughter every day to see how she's doing there. I, I talk to her about it, right? And then when she does have places where we support her, it's important that we go support her and celebrate her in those moments. And so I think that's important. Well, and I think that you as a parent have to model that you are willing to do that as well. So I think it's very, very probably more common than not that that the parent is either dropping off or, or staying and watching but mm -hmm. not participating and not participating in you know Hanmudo or in some of the other you know um, classes that we have like kickboxing or yoga or mm -hmm. those types of things or they're not participating in another activity you know, outside of, of, of harvest and you right. can see the parents who you know, are, you know, running or who have another martial art that they're doing, you know, you can see those, those, the difference in those kids. Right. Then, um, in, in their participation and in their understanding that this is, this is what you do in life, that in life, in order to have a mentally feel good, mm -hmm. physically feel good, spiritually feel good, you know, exercise is required. Like we have to move our bodies right. in order for them to, to feel good. We right. have to move our bodies in order for our brain to feel good. You can, you don't have to be an ultra marathoner. I mean, you can just go and do a mile or whatever, or, or walk. There's a mil million ways to get your body moving. But as a parent, if you aren't doing that, if you aren't prioritizing that, if you aren't prioritizing challenging yourself, continuing to educate yourself and grow your mind and your knowledge in something, you know, that is the model that you are providing to your child. And kids are naturally, they, they just are born that way, right? Mm -hmm. They're naturally curious. That's why they, you know, that's how they grow. But that natural curiosity starts to taper off and peak probably, I don't know what the statistic is, but I can just imagine like around middle school, mm -hmm. definitely around high school where you start to see that drop. And if this is just something that you're telling them is uh, like just something that we just kind of randomly do versus something that is pivotal mm -hmm. to their, you know, wellness and their happiness, 
um, I think as a, a parent, you have to, you have to, you have to believe that right. because your kids are not, I mean, unless they're just find something that is like their thing and they're yeah. going to do it no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. But those kids are sort of the 1% kids. The majority of the kids, you know, that will taper off. That curiosity will taper off and they will not see that as fundamental if you don't see that as fundamental to your own life. Right. Yeah. And I think that, um, I'll say too, that, uh, Perseverance is a big word as as martial artist, and knowing that we can persevere uh, through hard things or through time where we know t- things get rough. Uh, you know, another way to talk about it, is, especially in adults, is that persevering through injury. Right? Um, there's there's definitely a portion of adults that are doing some kind of activity, get hurt, and um, and either step away from the activity completely, um, say, oh man, that inj- that's way I'm going to get injured or they don't have a good person to lead them and help them uh, modify or help them get through PT even to get back on course to continue, right? And I understand too that aging and as an adult, there are things that we shouldn't do any anymore, but like we can find ways to still uh, enjoy activities uh, and persevere through things. But I think that when you have children that start to find other interests or they start trying to jump and do different things, then if you've established that baseline of something that you believe in, that you believe is working and helping, and you let them step away from that moment, then that's where we see uh, the loss of that perseverance gain or the loss of when things get tough, I can just, that's cool, I can just drop it and move on. Um, and that's that's not life, right? We have tough jobs, we have tough things in our relationships, we have tough times in school. And, you know, this idea that we can just drop it and walk away is is a problem, um, for sure. Absolutely. I think it's just a, it's a huge missed opportunity as well. You know, for yourself, when you are challenged or you are... You know, I mean, because life is just a circular grind Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's going to be this constant round and round and round. And if you don't find a way to continue to sort of move forward, you just Mm -hmm. sort of like stay stationary and just kind of like the wheel just keeps turning. I think that, you know, for, for ourselves and for our children, especially this need to ensure that they are, you know, constantly, you know, constantly working towards something, Mm -hmm. but also looking at things that, you know, allow them to kind of participate in their entire life. You know, one of the things that I've always had a challenge with with team sports is that it requires other people. You know, one of the things that I have always loved about Hamudo is that everything that my children and my I, we learn, I can do by myself. I was the parent today waiting for my child at the ice skating, doing all of my techniques in a corner, doing my form in a corner. I mean, not, not full out, but you know, I was doing my things. I was doing my stretching. There was, you know, there was an hour of time that I, I just utilized in a way that was meaningful for me. Um, I wasn't on my phone scrolling. I was probably the only parent that was not on their phone scrolling. But that's right. right? But it's, you know, you, you, and I think if I give my children that, what a better 
I can't imagine a better gift to, to see life is about participating and physically and being aware of your own self and your own person versus being distracted by these things that we tell ourselves, um, you know, are important for whatever reason, you know, you bring up aging and in my mind, I think in like injury Mm -hmm. and the concern that I have and that I see, and I'm sure you see when, when someone gets injured and they move away or they think I can't do this activity because it's going to, it's going to hurt me Mm -hmm. versus modifying and and finding a way and, and learning what you have to do on the side to provide your body maintenance you know mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I'm in maintenance mode and you know I'll be 47 in a, in a few months and I feel like I'm in very much maintenance mode I have there are things that I have to do every day in order to make my body work well and not hurt and not be in pain but I'm not in pain mm-hmm. and my body doesn't hurt and I am very strong and that is not something that every single person my age, you know, can say. Right. And the reason why is because I don't shy away from hard things and I figure out a way to do it the way that I need to do it or the things that I need to do on the opposite side in order to balance it. Mm-hmm. And instead of leaning into the activity, they, they move away. And as we get older, if we continue to do that, um, and if we teach our children to continue to do that, that's where you get situations where you're just where you're not mobile or you can't walk up the stairs or you can't um you know do jumping jacks or you know run after your grandchildren if you were lucky enough to have them all right look (laughs) (laughs) all right we uh so we started this episode off to talk about If your kids weren't interested in coming to class, and oh, how to, how to get them, them to come to class? To come to class. Just make them. So we yeah, we made we made a loop, and you know, look, I I brought up a story originally, and I I asked you about um, taking Ava to ice skating lessons, yes. right? And Very the the reason I really brought that up was really to focus more on you as a parent because. Um, where you were just focusing on yourself over in the corner, um, practicing your own thing and being a, a role model for your daughter, practicing and while she's practicing and not just sitting on your phone. The, um, what I was going to say is that to me what stands out about that is you disrupted your schedule to go and serve your, your daughter, your family, right? And so, it, again, it's being a parent and going, am I being the best parent that I can be right now, right? And so... When I go in to put the kids to bed and they're already screaming about not wanting to go to bed, but at the same time, I have to get them to go to the bathroom. And then after I get them to go to the bathroom, I have to get them to wash their hands. And then I have to get them to brush their teeth. And these are none of those things do they want to do, right? right. But we still have to accomplish all those things as, as a parent. And like, how easy is it for me to go, okay, well, if I at least get you to go to the bathroom, then you're not going to wet the bed. And then I know that that's okay, right? That's easy. But that's, that's not me being a good parent. That's not me, like, preventing my kids from having cavities or stinky breath in the morning when they come and breathe in my face. Or, you know, um, that's not helping them develop good rules for themselves. That's not helping them develop good habits. That's me just being easy mm. on myself. And so, you know, I think that it's really cool that you you did that, that you got up and rearranged your schedule. I know you like your Sunday morning runs and I hear it getting windier outside. So that means you're going to have a windy (laughs) run, which is not the most pleasant. Um, but you know, with 
parents that their kid comes to them and says, hey, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe, maybe they're having that conversation while they're playing video games or like they're having that conversation in a tumultuous time in school where they're not getting good grades or they're having, you know, there's something else in their life going on. And as a parent, you have to kind of recenter, refocus, even keel it out like you were saying earlier and be like, hey, look, I, I understand. But like we have goals set outside and we believe in those goals. That's why we're doing this, right? You know, I hope that people do not give me money that don't believe in what I do, that think that I'm just some guy standing up here that's making their kids kick and punch. Like, I know that everybody doesn't fundamentally understand Hamudo or appreciate Hamudo on the level that we do. And now that I hear today that you like are infatuated with Hamudo and like this is, you know, <laughs> this is your deepest love. So that's uh, that's good. Um, the but you know, I understand that a lot of people don't understand it on that level, but they should still be believing in what they're, what they're spending their money on, right? I don't go and buy a toothpaste for myself, believing, not, not believing it's going to prevent cavities, right? Mm-hmm. And so to the same effect, I believe in what's happening and I need to see that process through. Um, you know, so I think that being a parent and even with activities, Rigby's doing soccer. She decided to do soccer last fall. The opportunity, she could step away from her team in the spring, but we're like, man, you already committed to this year. You're on the same team, the same girls. Like, go on and play another season and see how it feels. And so, okay, okay. Like, did she want to do it? No. Would she rather have, like, come home from school and not gone to practices and not do that stuff? Yeah, probably. She enjoys playing with her kids, or kids, (laughs) playing with uh, her brother and, like, the toys and stuff at the house. And But... Uh, when she goes out there, she has fun. And we can see that, but in her mind, she's like, oh, I don't want to do this because it's something I have to do, right? right? But it's us seeing it through. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. All right, so... <laughs> how, <laughs> how, how about you and, like, the struggles with... Uh, Ava and Luke, were there struggles, like, along the way, now that they're both black belts, you know? There's still struggles. There's still struggles. I mean, still. I mean, if they had their druthers, Luke would never leave his gaming chair. And Ava, you know, um, she, they, you know, she's she's 10. We were in the tween years, so every day is a different, a different day. You know, I think for me... Um, you know, what's interesting is, the, like, with the ice skating now, because she really, really, like, it's, it, like, she really loves ice skating. Mm-hmm. It's it's something she, I did not have to get her out of bed. She went to bed early last night, so that way she could get up this morning. I mean, I've never, I mean, her brother has never done that for, for, for anything. So it's kind of interesting to see to have a child that is maybe one of those like 1% kids that's in, that's you know mm-hmm. really really like motivated yeah. themselves. I think as a parent the majority of the time is spent like you're talking about like with the teeth brushing and and all these things. I think when I had my when I had my son um I I realized that as a person who reads a lot and can kind of get overwhelmed by a lot of like people's opinions and thoughts and, 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 and information. Um, I kind of tried to keep things simple for myself. And I just said, be kind, uh, be safe and work hard. Mm-hmm. 
And I think about those three things about everything as far as like, is it something that's safe, a situation that's dealing with safety for them? Okay, no. It's something where, you know, there's some sort of issue around like them being unkind or, you know, something that I need to kind of step in and, and, and redirect. Um, mm-hmm. And is it something that they need to like work hard about or about their like physical health, um, food, you know, eating, you know, good food and, and that type of thing. Um, you know, just fund it foundationally, just trying to make sure that they're like as whole good people as they possibly can be. If we just do those three things, I think we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I look at, you know, whether it's, um, you know, we, we did the same thing. We, you know, Luke tried soccer and he really did not like it. I mean, right. he, he liked the practices, but he did not like the games. He's, he's very much like me. He shies away from competition and the games were just just emotionally too much. There was a moment as a parent where I was like, should I push him to do a second season? But it just, it yeah. was just not, it just was not right. Um, and we've never had that situation with martial arts. We, I mean, we've had, I don't want to because I'm tired or mm-hmm. I don't want to because of whatever, but we've never had the situation that I couldn't point to those three things, you know, in the sense of, you know, they can be safe because they're now able to protect themselves. Yeah. So this is teaching them that. Um, it's teaching them how to be kind to others in, in community and as well as like working with other people. And, um, you know, it's something that I think they need to work hard at because it's, you know, physically, you know, something they, they, they need as mm-hmm. far as a, uh, physical activity. When you look at how much our kids are spending as far as like physical activity like in school i mean there's no right and they need to move their body every day and this teaches them to move their 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 body and how to move their body if they're not here you know how to you know teaches them sort of that you know sort of foundation but you know there are plenty of times when we're tired legitimately or we have extra homework i think as a parent you have to make sure that you're listening to your child right Absolutely. like i listened to my son he really did not need to play soccer like that no. would have been emotionally distraught for him if i had forced him to right, right. I, we had gotten through the season i explained to him the commitment that we had to the team yeah. and then once the season was over you know we never we never did soccer again you know right. so it's like listening to your kids and recognizing the fact that they are like they're they're like a whole person they're right. themselves right they're not you they're not your 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 partner they're 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 their own person so what's but also doing what's right for them and teaching them those fundamental things mm-hmm. um, that will last them, you know, throughout their life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I think that with uh, being a parent and trying to encourage these children to do these things, um, we're not dropping any like major, uh, um, bits of goodness here, meaning that like, we're not, I'm not giving you the easy way out. Right. Right. Um, there, there is no easy way out to encouraging your kids or found creating these foundational habits. Right. And what we're, what we're really talking about is that the how and the why and, um, meaning that 
we need our children to do these things so that they have a better life and we have to teach them to do those these things but we have to stick with them um in the in the tough times or the times they don't want to do it and and keep encouraging them to make these good habits um if not then who knows what what will happen right well it's like what you said it's a belief i mean it's whether or not you and i think that if you as a parent don't believe Mm -hmm. in this like don't believe fundamentally that you should move your body every day. I mean, then I understand why it would be really hard to convince your child to come to class, you know, if you don't believe that yourself. So I think that, you know, your own personal belief as a parent, really knowing what that is at your core, Mm -hmm. and then recognizing that, yes, there are going to be days where it is going to be a struggle and that is okay because if parenting was easy <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be part of life right <laughs> i guess i mean i guess it could be like we could be animal style like where it's like all right good luck Here's some food. <laughs> yeah then we wouldn't be human right <laughs> exactly exactly awesome well yeah stay committed okay stay committed Go to class. Go to class. Work hard. Work hard. Be safe.